I never. Just so you know, we are recording. Um, I've never actually heard of that brand. Cool with a K yeah. K O O L. Oh, I know cool. I've never heard cool for the king. I've never heard that. No, two, there were cool filter kings. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I heard. I got that a lot too. It was just cool for the king. That's what it was purchased. Oh, everything is filtered, so they don't. You don't even have to ask for filtered anymore. I was going to say, I don't even think they sell unfiltered cigarettes anymore. They do, but they're very hard to get. Like, no, nowhere sells them anymore, because I think they're... The, the one unfiltered that I sold was, like, the Camel unfiltered. I called it Insta-Cancer. Um, it's, it's banned, like, um, certain, like, flavored cigars or whatever. Yeah, they did that here, too, I think. Anything that gets kids to smoke. <laughs> Family guy, smoke, smoke. Are you smoking yet? <laughs> Anyways, welcome to another episode of Hoosier Nerds podcast. You got Mikey, uh, Chris, and Tim. What? Oh wait, what? never mind. Hold on, I'm completely. What? I must hell? be high or something. Did you just leave yourself out? Yep, I left myself out. I am Mikey and now. Mikey. Yeah. Who's not you here? two Chris's and Tim. Sorry, <laughs> I was thinking of where is Mikey, but um, I instead said Mikey is here. Uh, excuse me. Anyways, Chris, we had a very anarchy filled episode last week with just Chris. That was a good episode. It was a good episode. I listened to it, but it was very <laughs> anarchy filled. I could just do what I want. I had carte blanche to do whatever. And I did. You did. There was a lot of racing talk. Well, you know, I could I was allowed. You were allowed. And that's okay. If anybody else ever wants to do a solo episode, you guys can talk about what you want to talk about. Almost anything you want to talk about. I just got watching I I got just got done watching this documentary. It has nothing to do with me flying up to New England and killing Tim, but it's on HBO. It's called A Murder in Boston. So, fuck around and find out in Boston, man. We don't fuck <laughs> I know how to do it. I saw this documentary. Uh, <laughs> I've got it figured out. <clears throat> What's it about? A murder in Boston. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for this the guy, obvious. So, this guy, so um, how it starts out this is guy. this guy, this guy um, and his wife have been shot after leaving Le Mans classes. Le Mans, Le Mans not Le Mans, that's a race. Le Mans classes because his wife's pregnant. She was shot in the head. He was shot in the stomach. Like it was like a robbery. And they blamed a black guy. And um, like the, the police did the sh- shittiest work possible. So they just went after the whole black community in the Boston area, which there's already tension there, right? This is back Boston in 89. Is very racist. 89, back in 1989, this was going on. So it was, I'm sure it was worse back then. Um, so come to find out, um, so his wife dies, the woman dies, the baby dies, and the guy lives, of course, right? Do you smell a rat yet? Because I kind of smelled a rat. <laughs> and uh, so come to Dead find out, the guy's 
the guy's brother comes forward the to butler the did it. Well, come to find out. So then they pin it on the husband. They said that he's the suspect. So he jumps off the Mystic Tobin Bridge. You know where that's at, Tim? Not by name. It's called the Mystic Tobin Bridge. It jumps in, I guess he jumped in, jumped into the Mystic River. Does the Mystic River go through Boston? I thought that was the Charles. I was going to say, I don't, uh, I'm not sure about that. Boston's pretty, pretty big. So they could say Boston. Is it? Okay. But his brother, left. his brother, after the guy offs himself and says these accusations, well, the guy offs himself. He parks his car on the Mystic Tobin Bridge and jumps off of it, kills himself. And leaves a note that says these new accusations are too far, uh, for too much for me to handle. So his brother, they live in Revere, right? Did I say that right? Nope. Right, Revere. So they oh, live in yeah. Revere, and um, his the the guy called this his brother and told him to meet him at this certain area. Showed him where to meet him. Like meet you me at this certain area. I'm gonna throw you a package. So he gets there and he throws him a package that tells him to get out of there. And he gets home and it's his, it's the guy's wife, it's the wife's uh, wallet, wedding ring, and a 38 pistol. So the guy killed himself. Meanwhile, they ring some guy up on these fake murder charges, this black guy. They Frank kind of, and uh, he never came free. He, he was like in jail for 12 years because they had him fingered for a, robbery of a video store <laughs> but it caused all kinds of problems in the, in boston like between the media the media had it pinned on the black guy uh new the tv and newspaper because it was the boston globes that's a pretty big newspaper the police did shoddy work come to find out the guy had a like two hundred thousand dollars in life insurance policies out on his wife the police never investigated. And that's the first thing I would have investigated was, did the woman have life insurance? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, well, like, in any murder case anymore, the first thing they investigate is a, a significant other. How could you not investigate that? That's how horrible this was. So um, apparently the guy was upset that she ended up pregnant because he didn't want kids. He didn't want a family. He wanted to open a restaurant somewhere. So he was trying to get rid of her. So, um, <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> so, uh, how about just leave your wife and go open a restaurant right. somewhere? Well, then he has to pay for child support. Well, I mean, <laughs> a simple push down the stairs could do that. I'm sure they lived in. They, they lived in like a uh, what is it? What's the kind of house? Uh, a by level. The uh, and back then too is is very hard for a woman to get her husband on any kind of charges. Yeah, just that's true. That, I mean, this is how it was back then. It was, but uh, like I don't think marital rape was even like a husband could not rape a his wife like until you know probably like mid eighties or something like that. Like no matter, no matter what she said, it was like, Oh, well he's your husband. So. Well, that's what his, upset. he was upset because once she was pregnant, he, she had the upper hand in the, in the relationship. That's mm-hmm. what he said. So he feels, he felt like he lost all control of his life. 
because she was ended up pregnant. So he just kind of he kind of offed a. He, he was like some manager of some fur, like fur coat store. Burlington. And, and no, not the Burlington Coat Factory, but so it was some high upscale fur coat store in Boston, right? So the thing was, the gun that was in the safe at the store was missing. The police that that was never reported till after he offed himself. The the murder happened in November. He jumps off the bridge on January 4th. So it was the worst police work in the history of police work. It's like Barney from, you know, Andy Griffith show and Goober are investigating this murder. But they had their guy pinned and it was a black guy because he said it was a black guy that did the shooting. Because he and. um so they just went through every, you know, That's urban city. neighborhood in Boston and just knocked down doors, were robbing people. And they, 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 that was back with the old, uh, you, you can stop and frisk people without asking, you know, or having probable cause. So like kids, like 12-year-old kids walking down the street were getting stopped by the cops and getting terrorized by the, by the Boston Police Department. Probably nothing new. And it had nothing to do with any idea. The guy did killed his wife and, and shot himself and then jumped off the Mystic Tobin Bridge. I'm trying to think of where that would be. I don't know. I was just saying, I always think, my, was that my brother from Boston? That's what I said. Like, <laughs> I feel like, kind of like how people say, um, they just say like New York in general when it's like Brooklyn or Queens or something like that. There's those same kind of like little like boroughs in Boston, just not as it's Maurice well J. Tobin Memorial Bridge. It's on US one. That doesn't help me. Oh my god, this is like your friggin' area, dude. Boston's yeah, like an hour north of me. Indianapolis is an hour from us, and I could tell you where a lot of stuff in Indianapolis. Could you tell me every river that runs through Indianapolis? No, because yeah, the, there's, the there's White, the white, the white it's River. The, it's the White River. <laughs> and the canal. It is. Okay, so like if you're going out of, if you're going north out of Charlestown on US-1, it crosses the Mystic River. That's the Tobin Bridge. So the what's the bridge that crosses, what Washington, what's the bridge that crosses to go into Charlestown? To Bunker Hill, that is, that's the Fishbone Bridge, right? Never heard of that in my life. Holy shit, dude! I've crossed that bridge. I've walked across that bridge. It's right by the Garden. Oh yeah, I know what bridge that is. Then. <laughs> anyway, well, it over, doesn't it go over a highway? Huh? That bridge is over a highway, not a river. It does go over the river. It's the rivers. Uh, I might be thinking of it. There's a, there's a there's bridge. A, there, okay, that's 93. 93 is a bridge. That goes right next to the garden. There's yeah, another the bridge that goes across the river, though. And that goes over to Charlestown. It's part of the Freedom Trail, actually. Anyway, you pick up US-1 when you cross that, and that takes you over to... Uh, you go past... 
um, the, where the Constitution is. That's US one. Then it goes across the little the Mystic Tri the Mystic River. And it goes to Market oh, Basket. That's going towards Revere. I bet one the goes into Revere and Market Basket. I bet the Mystic River goes by the Mystic Aquarium. So yeah, I do know where it is. <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure. It's near Logan, actually. I have to assume, yeah. Yeah, one. It, the, yeah, you take that to go to. You take one to get to Market Basket, which I've never heard of before. But that bridge, that that's the bridge that that uh, crosses the Mystic. It's like your Aldi's Market Basket, or um, it goes up towards Sagas. Market Basket is like Kroger's. No Market Basket. Oh Market. Oh, I see Market Basket. I thought it was a city. It's in Revere. Revere. Named after Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Just the greatest American ever. Me and my horsey in a court of beer. Everett. Revere and Everett. One goes over towards Revere and Everett. Oh, there you go. That's the, that's the Tobin Bridge. Because they lived in Revere. Near Chelsea. Does that make sense? Chelsea? Yeah. Yep. Chelsea, Mass. Chelsea's yeah. in uh, England. So this guy lived in Revere. And he jumped off the bridge by the Chelsea Yacht Club. And Mary O'Malley State Park in Chelsea. That's right there, too. Jeez. So there you go. Little things you didn't know. We learned a lot. In today's episode, we learned about Boston. And the guy that lives in freaking Boston has no clue where anything oh, is in Boston. Boston? Close enough. It's I've been not. there once, and I know where this shit is. Yeah, well, you went because you're a tourist. When I go to Boston, <laughs> I'm Boston. I am a tourist. Yeah, I, am. I was a tourist. That's right. I didn't know. But dumb tourist Chris, right? He, so yep. he crosses. So wait a second. So I crossed. I'm on the, the Freedom Trail, right? Stab me. So you go, past, you go past the Paul Revere house, right? And, and you take the Freedom Trail. And the old North Church and the Freedom Trail takes you across the bridge into Charlestown, right? Because the Constitution's over there. And so is Bunker Hill. They don't tell you that that's where all the gangs are, like in Boston are, like Whitey Bulger. And <laughs> they never told you that shit. They left all that across out. Across the, the railroad tracks. And in Charlestown, that's where, like the town, remember the town with uh, Ben Affleck? Yeah. Yeah. They don't tell you that, you know, walking towards uh, Bunker Hill, you're, you know, you're, you're going to, you know, you might lose your life to go see a freaking obelisk because you're on the wrong side of town. I mean, you're, you're out there looking up. Look, ooh, look at that house. Ooh, look at that house. I'm like, look at those motherfuckers across the street. They're going to come and stab us, bro. Yeah, and, you know, I've got like a red backpack and like yeah, you know, oh, walk, I dress no. like a tourist, you know, you're walking around with no red backpack around here. Well, it's downtown Boston. That was very good. This is summertime. This is crypt uh, hood. It was Ferrari. It was I had a Ferrari backpack, which was even worse because they're like, oh, well, this guy's got a Ferrari, right? Funny. There's plenty of bloods in Boston too. It's like fifty fifty. That was in that was in nineteen ninety. Or no, nineteen ninety. Or no, that's nineteen no, that was in two thousand. I'm sorry. So uh, little did I know. 
first started a gang war. So, I want to talk about this shitty-ass piece-of-shit movie before I lose my voice I watched the other day on Netflix. Yeah, what's it What's it called? I've heard about it. I've seen it's it It's called TikTok. Leave the World Behind. So, what's, got, it, what's it about? Let me put you. Let me say this first. It's got a pretty good cast. It's got Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Ali. I can't. He's been in a lot of things, right. and Kevin Bacon. Um. So basically, <clears throat> uh, oh my god, I'm gonna, lose my, I'm gonna lose my voice. But Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke take their family on a little vacation out of out of out of the city, out of New York. And all of a sudden things start happening and it's like the internet's not working, phone's not working, power's not working. Um, there's a, a a cargo ship that beaches itself because the GPS kind of went out on it. So I don't know why. I, ne- I never put together why they would beach themselves if the GPS went out. But like they the beached. That it happened to a bunch of ships. <laughs> um... So the, they go on. They're like, okay, whatever. You know, th- it, it, we're we're just in the country. You know, th- you know, we don't have a signal. And it's like at night, uh, the owner of the house they rented, the Airbnb, shows up, and he's like, yeah, there was a blackout in the city. The city being New York, because you know they never say New York. They just say the city, because you know they're New Yorkers like that. Um, and He's like, yeah, the blackout in the city, and I just decided to drive here because, you know, I'm worried about what's happening in the city. And basically, it's all the whole movie is just them trying to figure out, hey, what's going on? There's a drone, a massive drone that looks like a freaking Cessna uh, dropping leaflets that are in, like, Arabic. That And the kid, the kid, of course, plays too many video games, and he can read a little bit of Arabic, and it says, Death to America, because I saw it in a video game one time and because that's something you remember from the game yeah right (laughs) and then the daughter oh the daughter is a huge friends fan like that is like her whole her whole story is trying to finish she's on the last episode of friends when the internet goes out and that's her whole story that's her whole character arc. oh no it's terrible um so basically, it's just about them trying to figure out what's going on. And one of the coolest scenes, I'll give it the credit. There's one cool scene where apparently they hacked into all the Teslas with self-driving. And they're starting to crash them into each other, blocking off all the highways. Which makes <laughs> sense. You know, hackers, pay attention. Hack Teslas and block off highways with the with crashing Teslas together. Makes sense. You know, that actually makes sense. Um. And basically, Kevin Bacon is some conspiracy nut who is like, well, I worked for the government and, you know, this is how you take over a country of you turn off the Internet, the power and communication, and then you invade. And then, like, the last scene of the movie. Hi, Mikey. Um, the last scene of the movie is uh, the they're, like, watching New York get bombed. And there's a little bit of, like, a radio broadcast that gets through. And it's like. The U.S. is being invaded by multiple enemies. This is the end or something. And then the other, the very, very last scene 
is the daughter found some random neighbor's house with a bunker. And of course, you know what she finds in the bunker? The DVD uh, box set man. of Friends. And you know how it ends? Her loading up that last episode of Friends. She's got a hook for a hand. I, you, you never figured out what's happening. There's some weird stuff with animals going on. Like all of a sudden the birds can't figure out where they're going. The Speaking of gangs, the deer are creating gangs and trying to murder people. There's like a hundred deer that surround them at one point. Cats and dogs. <laughs> getting along there's, with a, there's a random like um, there's a random noise that comes out of nowhere. It's like the uh, um, revelations, you know, God's blowing the horn, but you, they, don't, they don't know where the noise is coming from. You never figure anything out. The movie never fucking explains anything. And it's two, over two hours long. And I'm never going to get those two hours back. I'm never going to figure out what's going on. The last thing I'm going to see, remember, is this damn girl. All she cared about was watching the last episode of Friends. Maybe that's what the whole thing was about. I don't know. No, I don't care. I want to know, like, oh, why is your people attacking America? Or, you know, you know, how are the people fighting type of stuff? Not, you know. Speaking of, there's a good move. This leads me into a little bit of a transition. Uh, A21 is releasing a movie called Civil War. It looks really good. And it is looks it like it's the American to... Civil War. It's the, it's a new Civil War. It's It's about the new Civil War. Is it the North versus the South or the liberals versus no, conservatives? No, it's even weirder. It's Florida and Texas versus the federal states versus the Florida Alliance, which is the southern states, except for Texas. Really? Yeah. Well, who's uh, the bad guys? The federal states? I don't know. Obviously. <laughs> Damn liberals up in the New England area. We know those are bad guys. Dick Offerman is the a three term president, so I'm guessing it has something to do with that. <laughs> the guy from Parks and Rec? Yep, he is the president in the movie. Really? Yep. When's that come out? Or is it like on It comes Netflix out in twenty twenty four. In the near future, a team of journalists cr- travel across the United States during a rapidly escalating civil war that engulfs the entire nation. Oh, I see here. This looks cool. Kristen Dunst is in it. Yep. I see that. And other people that I don't know who they are. Who's Jesse Plemons? I've seen the names. I've seen the people, but I don't know the people. Uh, He was in Game Night, and he was in The Irishman. So... He's been in stuff I've seen. I don't know who he is, though. He was in Jungle Cruise. That wasn't a half-bad movie. That's a good movie, actually. I was surprised. Anyways, don't waste your time on that damn movie. Uh, What was it called again? I already forgot the name. Leave the World Behind. Don't waste your time. Even the name. Yeah, I, I, was, I have it on my list. I have it on my list. Mikey, do not watch it. You'll never be so no. triggered in your life. I'm sorry if you heard me and I ruined something. <laughs> it's, but it's like no. ring. Don't watch this. 
I just no, read, like a lot of like conspiracy theories like coming out of it or something. Or oh yeah, there are a lot because know. like the Obamas are the executive producers. Oh, uh, that's a reason not yeah. to watch it right there. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did watch though. Instead of that, Spider-Man Across the Multiverse. It was on Netflix. So I watched the new it. one. How is it? You guys. I know it came in theaters, but so you guys didn't watch it while it was in theaters. Yeah. No, and I don't have the uh, uh, the full version of Netflix, so I can't watch it yet. Oh. Dude, I could probably watch it. It I... it was it's really good. It took me a couple uh, nights to watch it just because I was just trying to fit it in here and there when I had time. But I wish I sat down and watched it like all the way through. But I loved it. It, it was really good. Did. Yeah. I have to check it out. Like, oh. it's like everything about it is like the like because the art style is so unique. Like, especially the like in like the first one. Like, I was so um, skeptical of it. Like the first one, I was like, I don't really like like the art style, but like it really like it's really good. Mm-hmm. And the music, like all the oh the music just fit so well in it. It's, That's what I loved about the first one was the yeah. the music. I bought. I don't. I downloaded the uh, the uh, playlist for it. Yeah, yeah. This one's just as good, not better. It's yeah. I heard it was really good. I had to hear that. I just haven't. I'm sure I can find it. Cause I ain't got yeah. Netflix. What a poor. <laughs> what a what? You're a poor. I am poor. Well, I have to. Yeah. I got HBO. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, the only thing I watched was, and it's on Netflix, but I did watch The Wrong Missy. With uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. He plays a... He meets this girl. Well, he, he meets a girl like on a blind date, and it's her name's Missy. And she's like this outrageous goofball she's really crude and rude and loud and then he's make he's taking a flight somewhere and he meets another woman named melissa and they're making out in a closet because they bump into each other and they're have oh, all this stuff in they common do. they have all this stuff in common they bump into each other at at an airport and they both miss their flight so they spend a the time together and they end up making out in the closet so they exchange numbers so he's got a work a work retreat to get away, and um, he invites Missy to come along and meet him in Hawaii. And he invites the loud, obnoxious uh, Missy to Hawaii with him, or wherever where his work retreat is. So he invites the wrong Missy, and <laughs> wacky hijinks ensue. And it's not a bad movie. I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Like Chris did. But um, that's about all I've It was a waste of time. Other than football. Should we switch gears and talk about... the Raiders? They're juggernaut. Of course the time I can't see them because they're on Prime. You know, they put up freaking 63 points. You know, uh, I was thinking, I was like, man, if you were watching that, you could go to bed at halftime. 
don't, I, need, to, I, don't need to worry I, about. I listened to it on the radio for a little bit because I got it on the, I got serious, so I can listen to the games. Um, but uh, you should have yeah. started like a free Amazon trial. But it's not it. free. It's it's free for three dollars for a week, and I already did it. So. Ugh. Yeah, sixty three twenty one. And then the Chargers fired their coach after that. What a wacky week of football. Like, the last few weeks have been insane. Between the Raiders, I guarantee they're going to score, like, six points this coming week. I'm not. They play play the Chiefs on Monday night. They'll either win that game or they'll score, like, six points. I'm going to say Chiefs are all over the place lately, though, so. They are, so they could lose. I mean, and it's a division game, right? Raiders, Chiefs. Yeah, it is a division game. That's why I said they could win. Did you I see the? Them. Did you and see the crowd the after that? The juggernaut. Did you see the <laughs> crowd at the Panthers Falcons game? What did they yeah. say? Like only like a couple hundred people. Oh, like fourteen people in the grandstands. I would have went to that. <laughs> yeah. Game. And they were like, did did you post that they were offering tickets for fifty cents or something? Yeah, forty five cents on on a on a ticket app. Yeah. You could buy a ticket to the game. I'll go fucking for sure. Joe Flacco yeah. continues to uh, look good in Cleveland, and then Baker Mayfield is is he had a perfect. What he didn't he have like a perfect passer rating against uh, Green Bay the other night? Yeah. I think so. And then let's get to the Cowboys. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Cowboys forgot how to play football. What? Well, so did so did. But here's the crazy part. So. I was they looked, they looked spectacular against the Eagles, right? So did yeah. they look that good, or were the Eagles that shitty? Because the Eagles looked that shitty the other night. But then, but then I also the Bills could have also just had a really good game because the Bills looked like ass no more than a week or two ago. Exactly. So, like, like you said, the league is literally all over the place. Like the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs by a few points, but then the Chiefs. Beat, but then the Eagles beat the Chiefs, but then the Cowboys smoke the Eagles, and then the, and then we lose to the, um, to whoever, I can't, to another team, and then that team loses to it. It's like literally everybody's all over the place. Well, so that's the stupid thing. The Raiders put up sixty three points against the Chargers, right? The like four days before they lose three to nothing. It's it's so weird, and it's not like I wouldn't say the Chargers are a nasty team, but they're not. A nothing team. I mean, like they got Keenan Allen and they got Williams and I mean they, well, they got Keenan was Allen was out. I found right. that and out. They, but yeah, but they still got Austin Eckler. They still that's what I'm saying. They have Eckler who's the best Eckler running back was, was, right now. Was hurt too. He I think he left at halftime or something, but yeah. still to get beat by sixty points is crazy. By no offense, Chris, the Raiders. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. That's what so, I said, though. I, they put I up three. They, they didn't. Should they really were, make that difference. They were they they put up a goose egg the week before. Then they throw up sixty three points. Like where does that offense come from? So, well, no. What, did you hear what? Did you hear what Brandon Staley said in his press conference the week before that? So Brandon, some reporter asked Brandon Staley, like. Do you think you're like losing the locker room or whatnot, like or something along those lines? And he was like, 
No, it's because we haven't gotten blown out yet or whatnot. We've always kept close scores and stuff, and like he went <laughs> on and on a little bit on like that, and then that next week they get blown out. Like you think like the team was like, hey, like. He, he wants to get blown out. Okay, we'll make it look like we get we get blown out or something like, and just to get him gone. I mean, I can believe it. With how they played, they just didn't. Yeah. They didn't show up. No, it's it's like that. Like that. I mean, they were down by forty what? or so at that point. But it's like when that it was forty-eight to nothing. The scoop and score from the defensive guy. Nobody was chasing him. Oh, the big boy. Yeah. The freaking the, the running back for the Raiders to a touchdown pass in that game. <laughs> and did you hear about uh, that guy for the Steelers that uh, got suspended for the rest of the season for the hit on? Pittman? Oh yeah, he got he got yeah. suspended for the season. Yeah. Demonte Kazi. Dude, yeah. so this is what Tom Brady said about that, right? I thought it I didn't think it was that bad of a hit cuz I thought he did his shoulder. I thought it was kind of, you know, on accident. I I don't think he was intent on hurting him. So Tom Brady tweeted this out the other day. He says nobody likes to see players, nobody likes seeing players get hurt. But hard hits happen. QBs should not be throwing the ball in areas where they are exposing their own teammates to these type of hits. Coaches need to coach better. QBs need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places, and defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. To put the blame on the defensive player all the time is just flat-out wrong. Need better QB play. It's not okay, QBs, to get your wide receivers hit because of your bad decisions. So, I mean, I thought that that, like, I don't know. I just think it was a, that's a bad choice to be, to be uh, suspending for the rest of the season. It didn't look like that. I do, I do agree that it's not fair that the entirety of the burden goes on the defensive player. Like, because a lot of times you see the defensive player, like, lower their head to get, like, below, like, to hit him in the chest instead of taking him at, like, the a neck shot or a head shot. And then the receiver then lowers their body to then you know, soften the blow, but then it's helmet to helmet. And it's like, oh, it's the defensive player's fault. Like the defensive player had his head down and was driving forward. And, and I I, I and think that's what happened on this play. It, I think that's what happened on this play. I think he lowered his head. He lowered his head to live with his shoulder to to hit him. And the guy ended up having to dive for the ball. Yeah. Pittman did. And then he just, but the thing is, he didn't even hit him helmet to helmet. He because, hit him in the back. Because you're trying to time like the hit with the receiver, like every other play, you're trying to hit the receiver as soon as they touch the ball, and fucking stupid shit happens. It's dumb though how it's always on the defensive player because yeah, half the I, time it's like the because then also I see it happen all the time is when a quarterback is running the ball. I see Dak do it too, so it's not like I'm picking on other quarterbacks or anything, but the quarterback runs. And is like running out of bounds or even like for the first down just in the middle of the field. And the defensive players hesitate because they know the quarterback is going to slide and they don't want to get called for an unnecessary roughness. However, the the quarterback takes advantage of knowing that they're not going to hit him very easily. And they take an extra, they steal an extra few yards. You're right. So then when they, they get laid know, out the next time, they get flagged. 
But I was going to say, and then they're going to get flagged for like if they even so much as touch the person while they're sliding. But then the quarterback has the right to steal extra yards because of that. Like, that's not fair. Well, I mean, it's proven that it, the league, the league's going to lead, it's going to rely heavily on offensive play. And that was proven oh, the week sure. before. Well, the, that that was proven the week before when uh, Kansas City got called offsides and Mahomes went ape shit because he got called offsides. Because the coach yeah. said, yeah. The, co- the coach, the coach said, why didn't he warn, why didn't the ref warn the player that he lined up offsides? They've done it before. So I think it was Tony Dungy that asked, has the defense ever been warned that they've lined up offsides? I've never seen a warning before, but I mean, you know, I, you don't all obviously see like the, like maybe the refs are like in eye contact, in eyesight of that player yeah. and tell them to back up. But for the most part, the back judge isn't going to be able to tell if somebody's offsides. So it's going to have to be one of the sideline judges. And I really don't think that the, I mean, when defensive players are in their three point stance, they're not really looking left or right at the refs. They're looking at the offensive lineman that's right in their face that they're going to try to blast through. So I've never seen any warnings before or anything, but I mean, maybe they, there could be warnings, I suppose. Well, they might say, hey, you're, 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 you're too close to the line. I mean, they might walk up and do that. I mean, who knows? To be like somebody's kind of close, they're like really close. And then after the play, the ref could go up and be like, hey, just so you know, like that was really close. Back. Up yeah, I think I think they've done that. I bet you they have. I really believe that. Yeah. Like not be like, hey, I let you slide like this last one. Like you were still. It's probably like you were cutting it really close. You need to take like a couple inches back or like pay more attention to the line or something like that. Because I will call it next time. Yeah, I, I think that I think I do think they help out the offense a little more. I really believe in that. But. Of course, because people watch the offense. I was gonna say you watch football, like ninety percent of people watch football to see like touchdowns thrown and run in. Not like uh, nobody wants to see. I, I wouldn't mind it as long as it's a good game, but nobody wants to see a zero-zero game where every single drive is a three and out. Well, no, that's but I think that's starting. Well, I mean, it's affecting all sports. I mean, there's no defense in the NBA anymore. It's 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 just. You know, it's 150 points a game, you know, 130 points a game. In baseball, they have the pitch, they have the pitch, uh, the pitch clock, right? And then Which, I noticed something. I was watching the pitch clock, but it still seems like it's a little fast. Like they need to give the pitchers a little bit more time because before I, it was before it was egregiously pitchers took way too long. Absolutely ridiculous. And now it's like they have not enough time to really do what they want to do. So I'd like to see like a, a middle ground somewhere. Cause I agree with that too. Because well, before it was like, all right, this pitcher has been a minute and a half at the mound. Like, let's go. Well, I've noticed I've been watching uh, NASCAR has this YouTube channel. So they're showing old races on and, uh, I've been watching like Talladega and Daytona from the eighties, late eighties, early nineties. And that's when they first introduced the restrictor plate. Right. Which, which today 
makes up pack racing as we know it, right? And that's where they have the the twenty car pileups in the races. But back then, they still didn't race in a freight train every single lap. You know, you could get distance, you could pass cars, and I'm watching these old races, and you know, you might have six cars on the lead lap, but it was still a good race. Nobody ever complained. Now, because that's what the crowd wants, they want they want a big accident. They want they have to have a photo finish every single race instead of it just being a special thing. You know, I can I can take you know, it's like like you said, nobody wants to watch a one to, like a one to nothing baseball game, but I will gladly say that I I was happy to watch a pitcher's duel because that's exactly what that is. I don't. I can watch a guy spank the field in a, in, a, in a race. I don't have to have a photo finish every race I go to. But I think yeah, society. Like, I think it's okay to have like a low scoring game or like not much happen as long as it's an entertaining game. Like if both pitchers threw a no hitter, that'd be crazy. Well, that'd be that, like at least entertaining to watch. But we're not. But I think society has to be. We have to be entertained. We have to have close games. We have to have high scoring games. There's I think that's society as a whole in every sport. And I think it's I think it's ruined sports in some in, in on some, you know. And I well, think that's like why basketball, college I don't I like watching why, basketball anymore because of the uh high scoring games. I don't want to watch a I don't even know. I don't want to watch something that goes like two hundred points. Well, I think that's <laughs> why college football is better than high or uh, NFL. I think that's why college basketball is better than the NBA. Yeah, but there's also no defense in the college NFL so in uh, college football sometimes. Like well, I've it's the same. Plenty, it's, I've it's, seen plenty of games where it seems like players don't know how to play defense at all. I have to agree, Tim, on that one. Well, they've and players come from in the NFL, but it sure as hell ain't some of the college games that I watch because their teams are a disaster, and that's how some games end up sixty-six to fifty-seven. Well, I mean that, yeah, but there's always been games like that. There have always ever ever since I've been watching college football, there's been games like that. But now, number five rated team, they're giving up thirty fucking points. This is ridiculous. But now, well, now what you're seeing too is because I saw it today. A guy for Florida State is not playing in the bowl game because he's entering the NFL portal. So he don't want to take a chance getting hurt in a bowl game. Which I mean is understandable. But it's not because it is because if he gets if he gets hurt, he's not going to get drafted, and he ruins oh. his entire career. Yeah, he he drops over, down over two three. That doesn't that doesn't matter? But, but but that's that's your team. That's There's you know. Plenty. Doesn't matter about being other, paid for the rest of your life. There's plenty of other players on that team that are going to play if that are not as good as he is, though. Doesn't no, matter. You're, you're, total, you're totally. I can't, I can't agree with that. If if you've been playing all season long and you're in a bowl game and you have a chance to win a bowl game, you need to play in that bowl game. Not if it's at the risk of your career. I mean, Peyton Manning played all. Four, so did Tom Brady. So did. Yeah. Bernie Kosar, so did. There are plenty of players that do go into the NFL and still play their bowl games. Right. So that's the way it should be. But some people don't want to, don't want to risk it. Arguably, the MVP right now skipped out his bowl game, Christian McCaffrey. Why why should he 
imagine if if McCaffrey got hurt in his bowl game, he would probably have gotten drafted or went as an undrafted free agent or something, or a lot later than he should have been. He probably well, yeah, wouldn't well, be McCaffrey we have today. Right. Okay. But Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, and, and look what he's doing in San Francisco. So obviously where you're drafted has no impact whatsoever well, on yeah, you as a player. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but I mean, like it does kind of matter sometimes because if you have a really good quarterback and you go to a ass team, then not going to be, I think uh, the difference is, is I think he's worried about his back pocket more than he is his game. I well, would too. Worried about back pocket because if he gets hurt, he's going to end up working at a grocery store and not, uh, NFL. he's going to be in he's going to end up being I, I a, a I, I football coach in a high school. Yeah. Who was it? There was a there was a guy for no, and don't take things smart because I remember a guy for the University of Miami took a million dollars out on his knees before the game started, and he blew his knee out, and then he ended up he got drafted by you can still come like Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith tore his ACL or whatever the his his final year of college, and he he tore his ACL at the bowl game. So I remember watching that game. Yeah, I mean, it happens, but those guys get drafted. They still play football. He got drafted. I think the Cowboys still drafted him higher than he like was. It was. I know who it was. It was Willis McGahee blew his knee out in a bowl game. And But he still played. Yeah, so but I, I, he, that's, I mean, also... You know, not everybody could be as lucky to come back from how many people injury. you could count. Here's a good how many example. people have you oh, never heard of that have been hurt and RG, never came back? RG three got hurt in the NFL, not college in the NFL, but it was his rookie year. It was the playoffs that he got hurt in playoffs. And, and then playoffs. what What happened to RG three after that? Oh, yeah. He was never the same was terrible. And it essentially got phased out of the NFL in four seasons. Well, that's 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 Washington's at, fault. At least, you no, know, yeah. Plus, he was dumb enough to play with a blown Again, out knee. He got he got drafted to a crappy team, so it's not all his already uh, no support system. But he won no. Rookie of the Year. Uh, yeah, because I don't he think was, he should have won that. I don't right. either. What were you saying, Tim? I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't risk. Oh, my... I, I agree with you. I, wouldn't I mean, my... if I'm playing football, it's, okay. that is my duty to represent my school, to represent my fellow players in playing the game. You wouldn't say that if you had a $10 million contract waiting for you in four months. He's got a $10 million contract waiting on him regardless, dude. No, he doesn't, because if he gets drafted. Now, if he if blows his ACL out, that ten million dollars turns into one. Is that the quarterback? The UC? Is that the USC quarterback? He's not playing. I don't remember. I don't like him either. I that I guy think, thinks he's he wants to own a team to be signed. Yeah, by. he wants ownership <laughs> and, to sign the deal. Ain't nobody gonna do that. <laughs> I think it also depends on like. What the draft is looking like, because if it's like a QB staying out of the out of their bowl game so they can go to the draft, then it it's just like then uh, hopefully there's a good chance for them to be like a top pick. 
But like half like, the time you hear, half the time you hear like so and like oh Pat Mahomes and um, Jalen Hurts. I, this is just an example. I don't know if it's true. It's like Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts were uh, played with each other in college. So that means that team had both Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts at at one point. So that means if Pat Mahomes decided to not declare for the draft and skip his bowl game. Some of these teams still have a Jalen Hurts in their back pocket that now gets a chance to start in a bowl game and make a name for themselves for the fall. Look at Texas. It's not all bad. If Texas uh, has a has a game. great QB, and you know who the backup is? Manning. There you go. Well, yeah, he's just sitting in the. <coughs> he's just sitting in the wings. Peyton did the same thing. He came in midway through his freshman year. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, you can't go by picking draft picks are the worst because look how many people who went ahead of Patrick Mahomes. And I'm looking this up right now. Oh, a lot of players. Exactly. So, and then what Brady went when fifth round? I thought he uh, went seventh. I, th- I think it was sixth. I th- it sixth was either round, late, so either late fifth or early sixth. By our powers combined, we'll get the right one. I mean, it's just, it, it just, you can't go. I mean, well, there's just a lot of people that get picked that should never go. I mean, didn't Trubisky get picked first? Wasn't he the. I thought he was second. Your boy Trent Richardson got drafted like second overall from the Colts. Boy, he was in and out, wasn't he? Yep. There you go. Perfect example. Exactly. So, well, Miles. How many first round draft picks are busts? Trubisky went second. Leonard Fournette went fourth. Booms. McCaffrey went eighth. Mahomes went tenth. Look at this. Look at look at the Colts could have got instead of, of getting Malik Hooker. At 15. Nasty. Don't be talking shit about Malik Hooker. <laughs> Malik Hooker was a bum on the Colts. Well, well, he's nasty on the Cowboys. He's a bum on the Colts. But. Look at it. TJ Watt went 30th. Jabril Peppers went 25th. For the Colts for a good portion, too. So, what, He was hurt all the time on the Colts. I think he was hurt his whole like second year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like Paris Campbell. There you go. Oh yeah, all he ever heard about was how good Paris Campbell is, how good Paris Campbell is. But every year he's hurt. He's hurt. So I just I never cared about Paris Campbell, except in Madden. He was he was a boss in Madden. Yeah, but you suck at Madden, so <laughs> I mean, I was Dang, he was quick with that. He was Doesn't quick. Matter how he was, as soon as he got done. He had I, that. I, he had that I, primed I, up. Been waiting in the, yeah, that's been his back pocket a while. As soon as he said Madden, I was already ready to pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Bl- I I know. I still got Madden. You were the Colts in Madden. Who was your quarterback? Uh, Andrew Luck most of the time. Yeah, it was Luck because he still had Luck when he when uh, we played. Last time I played, yeah. <sighs> Oh, what a time. Screw the draft. You can't go by it. 
It don't matter if you're number one or number one. It ain't like the draft pick, like what was it, the eighty the eighty two draft had uh Willie Gall, Howie Long. I mean there's what, like three um, or four players that went above Jordan. No, he went second. Sam Bowie went oh. first. Yeah. Sam Bowie? Sam Bowie, yeah, Sam Bowie. The 82 NFL draft, uh, that was, there's like a 30 for 30 on it. Um, Wasn't that the one where, uh, what's his face? I, I'm uh, going to tell you. I'm going to tell forced you. Forced his way to the uh, Broncos. Yes. I think it was the 82 draft. I'm looking. Hang on. Let's see here. It was like the greatest first round in NFL history, I think, is what it was. Yeah. Maybe it was eighty eight. Was it eighty two or eighty three? Maybe it was eighty three. Come on, Chris. I, You're the one that I, was alive at the time. I know, and I, I remember because of the way the years are. It was eighty three. So yeah, this is how it went. It was insane. Um, yeah, you had John Elway. Jim Kelly and Dan Marino. Elway went first. Listen to this. This is sick. So you had Elway went first, but he got traded to the Broncos for Chris Hinton. The Colts picked up Chris Hinton, which is actually a good pick. Dickerson went second. Kurt Warner, who was a running back, a black guy running back for the Seattle Seahawks, was really good. Jimbo Covert for the Bears. Black Todd Blackledge, he, was a, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. Bruce Matthews to the Oilers. Terry Kennard to the Giants, uh, James Jones to the Lions, Jim uh, Jim Kelly, Tony Jim Eason, Jones. no James Jones, the fullback, Tony Eason. He took the Patriots to their first Super Bowl when they got blown out by the Bears. Um, Willie Galt, Joey Browner, <laughs> uh, Gil Bird. He was a cornerback at a, for the Chargers. Jim Jeffcoat for the Cowboys. Ken O'Brien to the Jets. Don Mosbar went to the Raiders. Dan Marino and Daryl Green. Vernon Maxwell got picked up by the Colts in the second round. Henry Ellard. I mean, Leonard Marshall, Daryl Talley, Keith Bostick. Like, this is the whole Roger Craig. These guys went in the second round. Bill Piquel. It's just amazing the amount of people that came out of this draft. The 80, It was the 83 draft. Uh but uh, yeah, um, the, uh, in the first round, who was it? Did, is that when Marino went? Yeah, Marino went next to last. He went twenty seventh. There were twenty eight teams in the NFL. The twenty. Can you imagine a, a draft so good that the last two teams in the first round, the year, the team that made the Super Bowl, right, the previous year, they drafted Dan Marino and Daryl Green. That's how stacked that draft was. That's insane. Well, that's what they were comparing the Andrew Luck draft to. Because that draft, you had Andrew Luck, RG3, Russell Wilson, um, and a bunch of other people. Yeah. But they were, like, comparing it. Like, oh, these drafts are going to be compared to each other. And then you look and see where it's at now. Yeah, those guys, you know, you have Dan Marino and Daryl Green are both in the Hall of Fame, and none of those guys you mentioned will probably be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Russ probably will. He might. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. No, I think Russ is a guarantee into the Hall of Fame. Just because you win a Super Bowl don't mean you're in the Hall of Fame. 
Yeah, but he's put up Hall of Fame numbers. It don't always matter. It doesn't. Tim, Tim, do you think do you think Russ will be in the Hall of Fame? Seahawks Hall of Fame for sure. Actual Hall of Fame. I don't know. It depends on who who he's going up against when the yeah when he's eligible. Yeah, when the rounds come around, because I mean, it doesn't matter how good you are if you're stacked against people like freaking Brady and Manning and some like shit like that. I mean, Jim Plunk has won two Super Bowls and he was a he was an NFL and uh, and and a Super Bowl MVP and he's not in the and he's not in the Hall of Fame. So and then you have people like Calvin who only played like eight seasons and is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, so. so it's like Thank all you. over the place. Well, even isn't what's his name uh, for the, the 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 running back for the Broncos? Ain't he in the Hall of Fame? Um, <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about? He was saluted. Terrell uh, Davis. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame, ain't he? Yo. Yeah. There you go. Moss, you your boy home. Moss, Chris. Ah, God, what a piece of shit. He angers me. We can, we can start that debate back up between you, Tim. Give up on people. He gave up in Minnesota, too. It wasn't just the Raiders. He did the same thing in Minnesota. Uh, he gave up on the... I bet he gave up on the uh, Patriots, too. His ethic just wasn't... I, I just like, like, depending on who he's against, I could maybe... See Romo slipping in, but it would Romo on numbers alone. He ain't got a prayer. Well, here's the thing: Romo had probably still pretty close to the best QBR by any QB. There was only two people that were above him, and it was Brady and Rogers. And I, or maybe, maybe Breeze, Brady, Rogers, and Breeze were like the only people that had higher QBR than a, a career QBR than Romo. Now, I know QBR is not everything. It's obviously not, like, you know, everything. But, you know, it does meet. I mean, Romo put up good numbers. I mean, he's, he is, num- he's like, oh, yeah. you're not wrong. He's he's first. Yeah. I know. Not wrong. Holy shit. Listen, listen to there. there I, I just pulled them up, right? So, Romo's first, right? Press, or, uh, Aikman is third. Prescott's third. Or Aikman is second. Prescott's third. Stallback is fourth. Danny White was fifth. I remember Danny White. He was a good quarterback. But Danny White, uh, and then you had after Donnie, after Danny White, you got Don Meredith and Craig Martin. Danny, Troy, uh, uh, Tony Romo reminded me of Danny White. He was, <clears throat> he was, he could get him to the playoffs. He could never get over the hump. And that's the way yeah, Romo was. Romo might, like Romo's defeating in some ways, defining factor is that he just couldn't, we just couldn't make it in the playoffs. But his raw stats every single season were always good. It was some years that were better than others. It was some years that were worse than others. But Romo was an above average quarterback every single season for the most part. Never won. He didn't win like playoff games, but like during the regular season, he put up pretty good numbers. So like, a lot of the time with Romo, it wasn't even his fault. He went against in the like like lineup of people to get into the Hall of Fame. I could see him slipping in. 
But you know why Danny White was a better player than Tony Romo? You want to know why? Would he win two playoff games? No. Well, he did win playoff games, but he was also he was also the punter. Uh huh. I mean. But if I stack his punter against Romo also being a fantastic commentator, I'm just saying. <laughs> Romo will probably go to the commentator Hall of Fame. He, he, he stopped punting in 1985. His yards for he averaged 43 yards a punt in 1985. <clears throat> it's pretty dangerous to have your QB out there. I have one punt. Yeah, he had 16 punts in 80 in uh, in 83. <laughs> 81, he had 79 punts. So I don't know if they just punted less. That seems we're good in, in, in the 80s, though. But, yeah, he was the punter. Punter quarterback, Danny White. <laughs> but if you ever want to know what Danny White was like, he was like watching Tony Romo, very much the same. Good quarterback, just couldn't seem to get it over the hump. My hope. No, he was – White was the quarterback when they lost to the uh, – 49ers. Yeah. In 81 or 82, I mean, when San Francisco in the, in the NFC championship game, Danny White was that quarterback. So my brother texted me like, Oh, how about them bills? Huh? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, how about them bills against the, I, well, I said, what's the record uh, bills versus Cowboys in the Super Bowl again. I still haven't oh, gotten a response from that. Dude. Those were some hard ass Super Bowls to watch. Any, <laughs> any Super Bowl outside of Super Bowl twenty five, those th- other three Super Bowls with either the Bills or the uh, the uh, the Broncos were just painful to watch. They were painfully bad. <clears throat> oh God, that game against the Cowboys was terrible. The Super Bowl. Frank That's Reich. when that was the first indication. That wasn't really the first indication. That was the continuing uh, indication that defenses were, uh, won Super Bowls. The Bears mm-hmm. were probably the first in 85. But then it became, you know, like the Giants and then the Cowboys and the 49ers. That's when defenses started winning championships. So. That's when they figured isn't it, it out. Isn't it weird that like some of the best defenses in the NFL come out of the NFC? NFC? But yeah, because they, that's how they drafted. Well, I just mean like even today, like some of the best, even in the last like 20 years, if I said like name some of the best defensive teams in the NFL in the last 20 years, you would come at me with like the, the Legion of Boom for the Seahawks. You'd come at me with the Cowboys, the Packers the at one point, the Rave or well, the Ravens are the 49ers. Yeah. The 49ers. Bowman. I'm just saying for the most part, most of the teams you would name would be in the NFC. But then on the flip side, if I said in the last 20 years, name the best offensive teams in the league, you could probably name a lot more AFC teams than you could NFC teams because uh, like the Chiefs, the the Colts, Pats, the, Colts. Yeah, the Colts, Patriots, obviously. I mean, they had this, great defenses. Let's not yeah. lie. The Colts and the Patriots did. But, but like, if it wasn't for Brady like, and Manning, they're not they're not winning Super Bowls. So I, I just I always found that kind of funny that like even today, the teams it's still kind of split more one way than the other from both sides. I agree with that. I, I because can, you can. build your team to defeat to beat your uh uh, divisions. Yeah, yeah, true. 
I mean, what didn't Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl? Let's let's not forget. Yeah, well, <laughs> with a bunch of murderers on the edge. So did Brad Johnson. Brad so Johnson did, uh, with the Bucks. Oh, who who was the last Ravens quarterback to win the Super Bowl? Flacco. No, Flacco. Flacco. Even Flacco won a Super Bowl. Flacco's good. Look at him in Cleveland. Been yeah, sitting Flacco. on the bench for two years. Flacco was good. I mean, he wasn't like nasty, but he was he was good. He was, he was good. I think, yeah, I, I would have taken Flacco the, as a Raider. He was good for what the defense. Uh, he, but he was better than Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson. Those guys were just good enough. You know what I mean? Flacco had some talent. Those guys. Made, Flacco would win you a game or two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those guys made mistakes. The defense had to correct. Flacco just had one job, and that was to not fuck up. To throw just, deep. Just keep. He the, good, he's got a cannon. Yeah, he's got a good arm. So. <laughs> I, I would take Flacco. I would ta- I would have taken Flacco over Garoppolo. Honestly, I would still take Flacco today. I would take Flacco over Garoppolo. It's still, there's still people that I know that can't pronounce Garoppolo, and they say Garoppolo, and I'm like, it's. What do you mean Garoppolo? I'm like, it. They're peas, Garoppolo, and like. <laughs> Maybe if they think there's an H in there, and it's Garoppolo. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand it. I was like, he's your quarterback for like the Pats at the time. Like, I don't understand. How can you not pronounce this name correctly? Was he that good? I don't remember. Was he that great in in New England? He wasn't. He wasn't. Was he? But he was, was he just he was, down on his knees to McDaniel's all the time? He was good enough. So he was he the one that was good done. enough. Yeah, he got the job done. Because he sucks in Las Vegas. He's terrible. And he don't have no arm strength. He can't throw the ball downfield. <clears throat> so, there you go. I don't even know. Anybody have anything else? Uh, no. Are we Are we not doing, I mean, next week's Christmas. Are we skipping next week? We might want to announce Probably the next week for New Year's. Well, it's New Year's. We we know we can talk about the bowl games from New Year's. Wednesday, the next playoffs. Wednesday. We can do like Wednesday. Well, no, no, yeah, next. Well, not next Wednesday. The, the week of Christmas. Take off the week of Christmas and then come back. Okay. New Year's. Because yeah, we can talk. Year's. That'll be the end of the football season, right? If we do the following week, like the New Year's week or whatever, I can still do Tuesday. Okay, let's do that. That's the, so we can talk um, NFL and. The college football playoffs because the NFL season's over that weekend, right? I don't remember. I'm gonna look yes. it up right now. I'll, I'll save I think save the last game, it's usually Chris, uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, uh, no, actually, there's one after that because the Colts That's play okay, yeah, it's yes. week 18, but still, we can still talk. Colts play the yeah. uh, Raiders on New Year's Eve. They'll you gonna go to that game. No, I can't afford it. Although, let's see how much price. Let's see how much pick tickets are on tick picks. I don't want uh, your tick picks. Please don't. You want send my them. tick picks? I want your tick picks. You want my tick pick? Here we go. Uh, you can. They're already selling. There's already tickets for sale for the uh, wild card game. Ninety-two dollars is guaranteed. Cheapest. 
$92 will get you into the Raiders game, and that's section 607, which is in the corner. You're in the corner. Uh, Colt, uh, I don't know, it says AFC wildcard home game, Colts versus TBD from $116. I would go. I would go to that game for one hundred and sixteen dollars. But we're not guaranteed yet. I know. I don't know how they're selling them. It's in the corner. I would go to the. I would buy these tickets. <laughs> I would pay. I would go to an AFC. I would be fun. Go to a playoff. I've been to a hockey playoff game and uh, uh, American League Championship Series, and, and I've been to an NBA Eastern Conference Finals. So it'd be kind of cool to go to an NFL playoff. But yeah, we could skip next week because it's Christmas and y'all want to play with your toys. I'm sure that you got. So. Yeah, I'm gonna get some sweet toys. Yeah, I put a big is dildo it, on my Christmas list. Is, so this, is, it, is it the Power Man Five Thousand? <laughs> I'll get you that pocket pussy. <laughs> is it, it's called. I saw it in my mom's closet. The Power Man Five Thousand. <laughs> I know it was a life-size Antonio Banderas blow-up doll. Yeah. <laughs> is it the KFC? Uh, um, oh, was it the KFC? Uh, oh my God, my brain. Rap combo. No, have was- you never seen the uh, TikTok or uh, YouTube video or whatever? The guy got like a. It's a custom-made like KFC, um, flashlight. Oh my God, it's just weird. KFC ain't even that good anymore. I would take. I would be happy to like have KFC that tasted like it did in the eighties. I would have. That would be a good Christmas present. I want a new Coke. Oh, you want to? Have you ever had new Coke? No, I haven't. I want to try it and see if really? it's actually as bad it's as gross. people say. It's not that good. It's like bad Pepsi. That's what it tastes like. Well, they did it on purpose to sell more regular <laughs> Coke. Pepsi's That's already the theory. Coke. I remember I'll, New Coke. I'll believe Dude, that theory. Like, remember when Twinkies, like they quit making Twinkies, so they started selling them on eBay and on the black market for all this yeah. money? That's what it was like with Coke. With old Coke. If you had hey, old yo, Coke. You got that old Coke? Yeah, yeah, dude, you got the money? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Swear to God. <laughs> you trying to sell me get Kentucky Fried Chicken with Boston Market Gravy? <laughs> All right, all right, take the chicken. I'll take the gravy. Who the fuck wants chicken without gravy? <laughs> hey, what's going on down there? Nothing. Where it's all good. <laughs> all right, well, I got to get knee deep into a dungeon if we want to wrap this up. Yeah. Are you oh, is that gimp? what the kids call it? Nowadays? Yeah, it's the gimp. He's the gimp from Paul. That's Lee. correct. I gotta put. I've been putting on my leather while we've been talking. So, <laughs> holy shit! Are you never wonder who's your nerd? We're gonna leave it on that. <laughs>